Welcome to my podcast and thanks for listening. Today we're going to discuss an activity that has been helpful to me as I age, but one that might have some misconceptions attached. So this episode is entitled Yoga in Midlife. Trust me, it's not about the headstands. And today I'm excited to be podcasting from my favorite yoga studio and welcoming a charismatic expert guest into our discussion a bit later. In midlife, and as the years remaining are far fewer than the ones past, I'm trying to do everything I can to fend off the eventual physical and mental decline that might be expected with aging, eating well, exercising, stimulating my mind, thinking positively. And I would like to say that is why I began to do yoga, but in reality, concern for my health had nothing to do with it. My first venture into a yoga class occurred in my mid-50s, in January, in the middle of a prairie cold spell. And if you're from the prairies, you know what I mean. Exposed skin can freeze in 10 seconds flat. And I spotted an ad in the newspaper for a hot yoga class that very night. So I attended, simply to warm up. Now, it might have been the heat, or the lovely instructor Nicole with the kind and mellifluous voice and German accent, but I was hooked, and I remain hooked nine years later. It makes sense though that there are some misconceptions surrounding yoga. My understanding is that it is truly an ancient practice dating back over 5,000 years, with the original aim to unite and build well-being in humanity. It was originally passed on by word of mouth, Over the centuries, yoga philosophies and practices were developed by spiritual leaders of the day. It was introduced to the Western cultures in the mid-19th century. And some of the core beliefs and practices remain embedded, but yoga has undergone significant transformations to the point that you can find a yoga studio in pretty much any town or city in the 21st century. So now let's welcome my special expert guest to the discussion. Uh, Candice is a trainer of many different types of yoga and owns and manages her own thriving yoga studio from where we are podcasting today. She's going to enlighten us a bit about yoga, dispel some of those misconceptions, and help us to see how a regular practice could be beneficial to us as we age. So welcome, Candice. Thanks so much for having me. Um, this is very exciting to just be a part of this and help, uh, like you had said, debunk some of these myths surrounding yoga. So yeah. yeah. So first of all, how would you briefly describe yoga to someone who knows nothing about it? depends to me what you're looking for in a yoga practice. So um, yoga has many different uh, ways of looking at things. Like you can look at the physical side, which is the asana, um, which is where you're just getting the physical benefits out of it. But there's much more deep rooted things with that um, as well, where you can get into more like the breath and meditation side, or even going into some of the philosophy and history of yoga. Okay, so let's talk a bit about your experience teaching yoga to midlife people. And what do you think would be some of the main benefits that aging people could expect from a regular yoga practice? 
So this um, is a great question. And actually my husband um, and myself have this discussion regularly with each other uh, in the sense of just looking at our own parents um, and as they're aging and looking at their generation and um, they would definitely fall into this category as we're talking today about midlife. And I think the biggest one is you just want to stay active as you age because when you hit that retirement stage, I think it's pretty easy to just fall into some, I don't want to call them bad habits, but maybe, you know, sleeping more than what you normally do, watching more TV than what you normally would because you've had that work life before, whatever, you know, kids in the home or whatever was keeping you busy. And so I think this is really an important time for midlifers to focus uh, their attention back into themselves and into their own bodies because that's only going to help them as they start to age with uh, mobility and, um, you know, just being able to stay active with grandkids or just with their spouse or friends. Exactly. What percent of people attending your studio could be considered midlifers, maybe age 50 and up. And with no names mentioned, what's the eldest? And um, what are the percentages of males and females in midlife, do you think? It's kind of a three-part question. Yeah, and so this is, um, again, I think that's that debunking thing because I think often when people think yoga, they think of, you know, young people in their 20s that are women, that are slim, that are just going in wearing yoga pants and super bendy and um, when in fact, if you go into most yoga studios, that's completely not what you will find. I mean, there's all ages, sizes, and everything that go along. And when you look at like the ages of our clients, often um, we have many that are over the age of 50. And so percentage wise, I would say that we have 40 or 50 percent of our clients are over the age of 50. Um, oldest client that I can think of off the top of my head would be closer to 80, late oh, wow. 70s. Yeah. Yeah, and men and women, pretty, again, um, it's a high percentage than what most people would think. I would say that it's probably about a 70% women, 30% men, um, which is slowly growing um, mm-hmm. into being more men attending. Right. So Candice, you're a couple of decades um, younger than some of us. So um, what, have, what has surprised you or what have you learned from watching, uh, say, people my age practicing regularly at your studio? What have you learned about them? (laughs) You know, uh, this is actually funny that uh, I would say that it's, I don't want to say surprising, but I guess it is in a lot of ways surprising at uh, what people of um, that age or like that age group can actually do. Uh, And I often get asked this after a class where somebody brand new to the studio will say, um, you know, who is that person that was in the corner that was, and how old are they? Because they're always surprised, like their first class, like this person who's in their 20s, their first class, they're, you know, feeling a little bit lost and behind and, you know, they might come in thinking they're quite um, athletic and then that's, it's, it's quite humbling. So I think that's probably the big one for me as well, is just being humbled by um, what abilities are brought up. Right. So now, now let's look at some concerns or fears or misconceptions that people might have about attending a yoga studio for the first time. So first of all, some people do perceive yoga to be kind of mystic or otherworldly, or they have illusions of people floating around the room, or they think of chanting or complete seriousness and silence. What would you say to them? 
I would say one, it depends on the studio that you attend because there's definitely studios that stick to the more traditional yoga, um, like Eastern traditional methods. Here in Western Canada, um, I would say that it's more westernized. So it, we are looking at yoga more from the physical side of things. Um, so we're not really doing all of the chanting and um, the things that, you know, traditionally are brought up in the yoga uh, practice. So it, we're looking more so just for the physical and I mean, mental benefits as far as just uh, finding that clarity and meditation, clearing your mind. What would you say to people who say they have no religion or some say they're very religious and they don't believe in some of the traditional practices? Again, yes, uh, this is, I mean, a little bit dependent on where you're taking your yoga class but here again in western canada it is not it's not a thing to be um you know worried about getting swayed into some cult like <laughs> uh, cult like religion like that's not we don't speak to any of that and i mean the only thing we speak to is to yourself and your own body so so I've heard some older people say that they could never do yoga because they're overweight, they're out of shape, they can't touch their toes, they have some aches and pains, they definitely can't stand on their hands or their head and have never done it before. What would you tell them? Uh, the exact same thing I tell anybody that comes to us saying that they're overweight or not flexible. I mean, you're going to be starting to do this practice or the physical side of the practice to start gaining that flexibility. This is why you're here. And not only that, but there's so many classes geared to so many different things. Mm. Like if you're wanting to just gain more flexibility, then there's classes that are geared towards that. And I mean, we always start you off by looking at what your goals are and where you're wanting to see yourself going and, and we just kind of cater to that and find the best fit for you there's modifications there's uh, it, yoga is for everybody everybody right yeah, yeah. everybody <laughs> i know um some older people are really quite concerned about um yoga and uh having to be seen in strappy little yoga top and tights what would you say to them uh, I mean, there's certainly that uh, younger generation that likes to come in and wear their tight yoga pants and strappy sports bras, but generally speaking, no, not really, not really a thing. It's mostly just comfortable yoga clothes. I mean, it doesn't have to even be yoga pants, just something that you're comfortable moving in. And I know some, um, I've seen some women show up in shorts and uh, tank tops yeah. here, haven't they? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What would you tell older people who are fearful of attending a group class with younger people or athletes and worry about being watched and are fearful of making mistakes? I think that fear is for anybody coming into something new. And uh, I think the big thing to remember is that everybody is so um, mindful of themselves and what they're mm. doing on their mats. They're not really paying attention to anybody else. And I know it's easy for us to say that, but it's true. I mean, nobody's looking around and judging what anybody else is doing. And if it's something that you really find is going to be a roadblock into pursuing it, uh, we definitely would recommend seeking out maybe some private classes first mm -hmm. and then maybe attending some group classes when you're feeling more comfortable. Great. 
So what if an older person said to you, you know, I've heard some people talking about chakras and pranayama and asanas and drishti, and it's like a foreign language. Do I have to know that stuff? It is a foreign language. It absolutely <laughs> is. And uh, while we know what those terms are and you start to learn them as you start to hear the repetitiveness of it, but we also explain after every Sanskrit word what that word is. So not only are you going to learn, but then you're also going to learn what that word is meaning and the nice thing about that is it's universal mm. which means that if you are into traveling as um, a midlifer and you're retired and enjoying this the scenes you can go to any yoga studio in the world and learn and know because those words are, are familiar to you and that's a good point Candace because I've been in many many European countries and I think I've done yoga in Vienna and Sarajevo and Croatia um, Germany you're totally correct yeah. If you can do yoga here, you can do yoga anywhere. It's, it's just, just a same. universal language. Right. You just, you recognize the words. Yeah. So Candice, if an older person wants to try out yoga for the very first time, what would you recommend? I would recommend contacting the studio and um, just asking them what classes is going to suit their needs um, first because it's really going to depend what you're looking for. If you're looking for more of a physical practice versus more of a flexibility, that's going to depend on which classes are going to be recommended. Um, and then most studios have things like introductory offers or free classes for the first time or things along those lines. And I liked your uh, suggestion that if someone is uh, really, really concerned, they could hire a, an instructor Absolutely. for an hour just to really get the... Yeah, get the get the feel of it. Right. Yeah, and just take away that intimidating factor. Yeah. That's all been really um, wonderful, helpful insight and advice. Um, I know for me, a regular yoga practice has made me stronger and more flexible, and it's given me better physical balance, and balance is a huge worry in aging. Um, but it's also given me a place to go regularly and a routine and positive people. And I happen to love the mix of young and old. Um, it's a known fact that um, we need to have some younger friends to keep us young. And no matter how long you've practiced yoga, there's always something new to learn, right? Absolutely. I've really recognized that it doesn't matter what age you are or what you look like or what you wear or what shape you're in. A yoga studio is really the most non-judgmental atmosphere. And you can take what you want from it, really. Deeper meaning or physical well-being or camaraderie. Uh, yoga truly has something for everyone, regardless of age. I hope you found this episode informative. And maybe it will encourage you to check out your local studio to add yoga to your healthy aging routine. Thanks, Candice, for sharing my podcast. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Please check back for my next episode when I'm going to talk about another activity dear to my heart and one that's also good for aging, traveling the world. Welcome to my podcast and thanks for listening. Today we're going to discuss an activity that has been helpful to me as I age, but one that might have some misconceptions attached. So this episode is entitled, Yoga in Midlife. Trust me, it's not about the headstands. And today I'm excited to be podcasting from my favorite yoga studio and welcoming a charismatic expert guest into our discussion a bit later. In midlife, and as the years remaining are far fewer than the ones past, I'm trying to do everything I can to fend off the eventual physical and mental decline that might be expected with aging. 
eating well, exercising, stimulating my mind, thinking positively. And I would like to say that is why I began to do yoga, but in reality, concern for my health had nothing to do with it. My first venture into a yoga class occurred in my mid-50s, in January, in the middle of a prairie cold spell. And if you're from the prairies, you know what I mean. Exposed skin can freeze in 10 seconds flat. And I spotted an ad in the newspaper for a hot yoga class that very night. So I attended simply to warm up. Now, it might have been the heat or the lovely instructor Nicole with the kind and mellifluous voice and German accent, but I was hooked. And I remain hooked nine years later. It makes sense though that there are some misconceptions surrounding yoga. My understanding is that it is truly an ancient practice dating back over 5,000 years with the original aim to unite and build well-being in humanity. It was originally passed on by word of mouth. Over the centuries, yoga philosophies and practices were developed by spiritual leaders of the day. It was introduced to the Western cultures in the mid-19th century. And some of the core beliefs and practices remain embedded, but yoga has undergone significant transformations to the point that you can find a yoga studio in pretty much any town or city in the 21st century. So now let's welcome my special expert guest to the discussion. Uh, Candice is a trainer of many different types of yoga and owns and manages her own thriving yoga studio from where we are podcasting today. She's going to enlighten us a bit about yoga, dispel some of those misconceptions, and help us to see how a regular practice could be beneficial to us as we age. So welcome, Candice. Thanks so much for having me. Um, this is very exciting to just be a part of this and help, uh, like you had said, debunk some of these myths surrounding yoga. So yeah. yeah. So first of all, how would you briefly describe yoga to someone who knows nothing about it? depends to me what you're looking for in a yoga practice. So um, yoga has many different uh, ways of looking at things. Like you can look at the physical side, which is the asana, um, which is where you're just getting the physical benefits out of it. But there's much more deep rooted things with that um, as well, where you can get into more like the breath and meditation side, or even going into some of the philosophy and history of yoga. Okay, so let's talk a bit about your experience teaching yoga to midlife people. And what do you think would be some of the main benefits that aging people could expect from a regular yoga practice? So this um, is a great question. And actually, my husband um, and myself have this discussion regularly with each other uh, in the sense of just looking at our own parents um, and as they're aging and looking at their generation. And um, they would definitely fall into this category as we're talking today about midlife. And I think the biggest one is you just want to stay active as you age, because when you hit that retirement stage, I think it's pretty easy to just fall into some I don't want to call them bad habits but maybe you know sleeping more than what you normally do watching more tv than what you normally would because you've had that work life before whatever you know kids in the home or whatever was keeping you busy 
And so I think this is really an important time for midlifers to focus uh, their attention back into themselves and into their own bodies because that's only going to help them as they start to age with uh, mobility and, um, you know, just being able to stay active with grandkids or just with their spouse or friends. Exactly. What percent of people attending your studio could be considered midlifers, maybe age 50 and up? And with no names mentioned, what's the eldest? And um, what are the percentages of males and females in midlife, do you think? It's kind of a three-part question. Yeah, and so this is, um, again, I think that's that debunking thing because I think often when people think yoga, they think of, you know, young people in their 20s that are women, that are slim, that are just going in wearing yoga pants and super bendy. And um, when in fact, if you go into most yoga studios, that's completely not what you will find. I mean, there's all ages, sizes, and everything that go along. And when you look at like the ages of our clients, often um, we have many that are over the age of 50. And so percentage-wise, I would say that we have 40 or 50 percent of our clients are over the age of 50. Um, oldest client that I can think of off the top of my head would be closer to 80, late oh, wow. 70s. Yeah. Yeah, and men and women, pretty, again, um, it's a high percentage than what most people would think. I would say that it's probably about a 70% women, 30% men, um, which is slowly growing um, Mm -hmm. into being more men attending. Right. So Candice, you're a couple of decades um, younger than some of us. So um, what what has surprised you or what have you learned from watching, uh, say, people my age practicing regularly at your studio? What have you learned about them? <laughs> you know, uh, this is actually funny that uh, I would say that it's, I don't want to say surprising, but I guess it is in a lot of ways surprising at uh, what people of um, that age or like that age group can actually do. Uh, and I often get asked this after a class where somebody brand new to the studio will say, um, <clears throat> you know, who is that person that was in the corner that was, and how old are they? Because they're always surprised, like their first class, like this person who's in their 20s, their first class, they're, you know, feeling a little bit lost and behind and, you know, they might come in thinking they're quite um, athletic and then that's, it's, it's quite humbling. So I think that's probably the big one for me as well, is just being humbled by um, what abilities are brought up. Right. So now, now let's look at some concerns or fears or misconceptions that people might have about attending a yoga studio for the first time. So first of all, some people do perceive yoga to be kind of mystic or otherworldly, or they have illusions of people floating around the room, or they think of chanting or complete seriousness and silence. What would you say to them? I would say one, it depends on the studio that you attend because there's definitely studios that stick to the more traditional yoga, um, like Eastern traditional methods. Here in Western Canada, um, I would say that it's more westernized. So we are looking at yoga more from the physical side of things. Um, So we're not really doing all of the chanting and um, the things that, you know, traditionally are brought up in the yoga uh, practice. So we're looking more so just for the physical and I mean, mental benefits as far as just uh, finding that clarity and meditation, clearing your mind. What would you say to people who say they have no religion or some say they're very religious and they don't believe in some of the traditional practices? 
again, yes, uh, this is, I mean, a little bit dependent on where you're taking your yoga class, but here again in Western Canada, it is not, it's not a thing to be, um, you know, worried about getting swayed into some cult like mm-hmm. <laughs> cult like religion like know. that's not we don't speak to any of that and I mean the only thing we speak to is to yourself and your own body so so I've heard some older people say that they could never do yoga because they're overweight they're out of shape they can't touch their toes they have some aches and pains they definitely can't stand on their hands or their head and have never done it before what would you tell them uh, the exact same thing I tell anybody that comes to us saying that they're overweight or not flexible. I mean, you're going to be starting to do this practice or the physical side of the practice to start gaining that flexibility. This is why you're here. And not only that, but there's so many classes geared to so many different things. Mm. Like if you're wanting to just gain more flexibility, then there's classes that are geared towards that. And I mean, we always start you off by looking at what your goals are and where you're wanting to see yourself going and and we just kind of cater to that and find the best fit for you there's modifications there's uh, yoga is for everybody everybody right yeah Yeah. everybody (laughs) i know um some older people are really quite concerned about um yoga and uh having to be seen in strappy little yoga top and tights what would you say to them uh, I mean, there's certainly that uh, younger generation that likes to come in and wear their tight yoga pants and strappy sports bras, but generally speaking, no, not really, not really a thing. It's mostly just comfortable yoga clothes. I mean, it doesn't have to even be yoga pants, just something that you're comfortable moving in. And I know some, um, I've seen some women show up in shorts and uh, tank tops yeah. here, haven't they? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What would you tell older people who are fearful of attending a group class with younger people or athletes and worry about being watched and are fearful of making mistakes? I think that fear is for anybody coming into something new. And uh, I think the big thing to remember is that everybody is so um, mindful of themselves and what they're doing on their mats. They're not really paying attention to anybody else. And I know it's easy for us to say that, but it's true. I mean, nobody's looking around and judging what anybody else is doing. And if it's something that you really find is going to be a roadblock into pursuing it, uh, we definitely would recommend seeking out maybe some private classes first, Mm -hmm. and then maybe attending some group classes when you're feeling more comfortable. Right. So what if an older person said to you, you know, I've heard some people talking about chakras and pranayama and asanas and drishti, and it's like a foreign language. Do I have to know that stuff? It is a foreign language. It absolutely (laughs) is. And uh, while we know what those terms are and you start to learn them as you start to hear the repetitiveness of it, but we also explain after every Sanskrit word what that word is. So not only are you going to learn, but then you're also going to learn what that word is meaning and the nice thing about that is it's universal Mm. which means that if you are into traveling as um, a midlifer and you're retired and enjoying this the scenes you can go to any yoga studio in the world and learn and know because those words are are familiar to you and that's a good point Candice because I've been in many many European countries and I think I've done yoga in Vienna and Sarajevo and Croatia um, Germany you're totally correct yeah. If you can do yoga here, you can do yoga anywhere. It's just it's a same. universal language. Right. You just, you recognize the words. Yeah. So Candice, if an older person wants to try out yoga for the very first time, what would you recommend? 
I would recommend contacting the studio and um, just asking them what classes is going to suit their needs um, first because it's really going to depend what you're looking for. If you're looking for more of a physical practice versus more of a flexibility, that's going to depend on which classes are going to be recommended. Um, and then most studios have things like introductory offers or free classes for the first time or things along those lines. And I liked your uh, suggestion that if someone is uh, really, really concerned, they could hire a, an instructor Absolutely. for an hour just to really get the... Yeah, get the get the feel of it. Right. Yeah, and just take away that intimidating factor. Yeah. That's all been really um, wonderful, helpful insight and advice. Um, I know for me, a regular yoga practice has made me stronger and more flexible, and it's given me better physical balance, and balance is a huge worry in aging. Um, but it's also given me a place to go regularly and a routine and positive people and I happen to love the mix of young and old. Um, it's a known fact that um, we need to have some younger friends to keep us young and no matter how long you've practiced yoga there's always something new to learn, right? Absolutely. I've really recognized that it doesn't matter what age you are or what you look like or what you wear or what shape you're in. A yoga studio is really the most non-judgmental atmosphere. And you can take what you want from it, really. Deeper meaning or physical well-being or camaraderie. Uh, yoga truly has something for everyone, regardless of age. I hope you found this episode informative. And maybe it will encourage you to check out your local studio to add yoga to your healthy aging routine. Thanks, Candice, for sharing my podcast. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Please check back for my next episode when I'm going to talk about another activity dear to my heart and one that's also good for aging, traveling the world. Welcome to my podcast and thanks for listening. Today we're going to discuss an activity that has been helpful to me as I age, but one that might have some misconceptions attached. So this episode is entitled, Yoga in Midlife. Trust me, it's not about the headstands. And today I'm excited to be podcasting from my favorite yoga studio and welcoming a charismatic expert guest into our discussion a bit later. In midlife, and as the years remaining are far fewer than the ones past, I'm trying to do everything I can to fend off the eventual physical and mental decline that might be expected with aging. Eating well, exercising, stimulating my mind, thinking positively. And I would like to say that is why I began to do yoga, but in reality, concern for my health had nothing to do with it. My first venture into a yoga class occurred in my mid-50s in January, in the middle of a prairie cold spell. And if you're from the prairies, you know what I mean. Exposed skin can freeze in 10 seconds flat. And I spotted an ad in the newspaper for a hot yoga class that very night. So I attended simply to warm up. Now, it might have been the heat or the lovely instructor Nicole with the kind and mellifluous voice and German accent, but I was hooked and I remain hooked nine years later. It makes sense though that there are some misconceptions surrounding yoga. My understanding is that it is truly an ancient practice dating back over 5,000 years with the original aim to unite and build well-being in humanity. 
It was originally passed on by word of mouth. Over the centuries, yoga philosophies and practices were developed by spiritual leaders of the day. It was introduced to the Western cultures in the mid-19th century. And some of the core beliefs and practices remain embedded, but yoga has undergone significant transformations to the point that you can find a yoga studio in pretty much any town or city in the 21st century. So now let's welcome my special expert guest to the discussion. Uh, Candice is a trainer of many different types of yoga and owns and manages her own thriving yoga studio from where we are podcasting today. She's going to enlighten us a bit about yoga, dispel some of those misconceptions, and help us to see how a regular practice could be beneficial to us as we age. So welcome, Candice. Thanks so much for having me. Um, this is very exciting to just be a part of this and help, uh, like you had said, debunk some of these myths surrounding yoga. So yeah. yeah. So first of all, how would you briefly describe yoga to someone who knows nothing about it? depends to me what you're looking for in a yoga practice. So um, yoga has many different uh, ways of looking at things. Like you can look at the physical side, which is the asana, um, which is where you're just getting the physical benefits out of it. But there's much more deep rooted things with that um, as well, where you can get into more like the breath and meditation side, or even going into some of the philosophy and history of yoga. Okay, so let's talk a bit about your experience teaching yoga to midlife people. And what do you think would be some of the main benefits that aging people could expect from a regular yoga practice? So this um, is a great question. And actually, my husband um, and myself have this discussion regularly with each other uh, in the sense of just looking at our own parents um, and as they're aging and looking at their generation. And um, they would definitely fall into this category as we're talking today about midlife. And I think the biggest one is you just want to stay active as you age, because when you hit that retirement stage, I think it's pretty easy to just fall into some, I don't want to call them bad habits, but maybe, you know, sleeping more than what you normally do, watching more TV than what you normally would, because you've had that work life before, whatever, you know, kids in the home or whatever was keeping you busy. And so I think this is really an important time for midlifers to focus uh, their attention back into themselves and into their own bodies, because that's only going to help them as they start to age with uh, mobility and, um, you know, just being able to stay active with grandkids or just with their spouse or friends. Exactly. What percent of people attending your studio could be considered midlifers, maybe age 50 and up, and with no names mentioned, what's the eldest? And um, what are the percentages of males and females in midlife, do you think? It's kind of a three-part question. Yeah, and so this is, um, again, I, I think that's that debunking thing, because I think often when people think yoga, they think of, you know, young people in their 20s that are women, that are slim, that are just going in wearing yoga pants and super bendy, and um, when in fact, if you go into most yoga studios, that's completely not what you will find. I mean, there's all ages, sizes, and everything that go along. And when you look at like the ages of our clients, often um, we have many that are over the age of 50. And so percentage wise, I would say that we have 
40 or 50 percent of our clients are over the age of 50. Um, Oldest client that I can think of off the top of my head would be closer to 80, late 70s. Yeah. Yeah. And men and women, pretty, again, um, it's a high percentage than what most people would think. I would say that it's probably about a 70% women, 30% men, um, which is slowly growing um, Mm -hmm. into being more men attending. Right. So Candice, you're a couple of decades um, younger than some of us. So um, what what has surprised you or what have you learned from watching, uh, say, people my age practicing regularly at your studio? What have you learned about them? (laughs) You know, uh, this is actually funny that uh, I would say that it's, I don't want to say surprising, but I guess it is in a lot of ways surprising at uh, what people of um, that age or like that age group can actually do. Uh, And I often get asked this after a class where somebody brand new to the studio will say, um, you know, who is that person that was in the corner that was and how old are they? Because they're always surprised, like their first class, like this person who's in their 20s, their first class, they're, you know, feeling a little bit lost and behind and, you know, they might come in thinking they're quite um, athletic and then that's, it's, it's quite humbling. So I think that's probably the big one for me as well, is just being humbled by um, what abilities are brought up. Right. So now, now let's look at some concerns or fears or misconceptions that people might have about attending a yoga studio for the first time. So first of all, some people do perceive yoga to be kind of mystic or otherworldly or they have illusions of people floating around the room or they think of chanting or complete seriousness and silence. What would you say to them? I would say, one, it depends on the studio that you attend, because there's definitely studios that stick to the more traditional yoga, um, like Eastern traditional methods. Here in Western Canada, um, I would say that it's more westernized. So we are looking at yoga more from the physical side of things. Um, So we're not really doing all of the chanting and um, the things that, you know, traditionally are brought up in the yoga uh, practice. So we're looking more so just for the physical and I mean, mental benefits as far as just uh, finding that clarity and meditation, clearing your mind. What would you say to people who say they have no religion or some say they're very religious and they don't believe in some of the traditional practices? Again, yes, uh, this is, I mean, a little bit dependent on where you're taking your yoga class. But here again in Western Canada, it is not, it's not a thing to be, um, you know, worried about getting swayed into some cult like mm-hmm. <laughs> cult like religion like know. that's not we don't speak to any of that and I mean the only thing we speak to is to yourself and your own body so so I've heard some older people say that they could never do yoga because they're overweight they're out of shape they can't touch their toes they have some aches and pains they definitely can't stand on their hands or their head and have never done it before what would you tell them Uh, The exact same thing I tell anybody that comes to us saying that they're overweight or not flexible. I mean, you're going to be starting to do this practice or the physical side of the practice to start gaining that flexibility. This is why you're here. And not only that, but there's so many classes geared to so many different things. Mm. Like if you're wanting to just gain more flexibility, then there's classes that are geared towards that. And I mean, we always start you off by looking at what your goals are and where you're wanting to 
see yourself going and and we just kind of cater to that and find the best fit for you there's modifications there's it, yoga is for everybody everybody right yeah, yeah. everybody <laughs> i know um some older people are really quite concerned about um yoga and uh having to be seen in strappy little yoga top and tights what would you say to them uh, I mean, there's certainly that uh, younger generation that likes to come in and wear their tight yoga pants and strappy sports bras, but generally speaking, no, not really, not really a thing. It's mostly just comfortable yoga clothes. I mean, it doesn't have to even be yoga pants, just something that you're comfortable moving in. And I know some, um, I've seen some women show up in shorts and uh, tank tops yeah. here, haven't they? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What would you tell older people who are fearful of attending a group class with younger people or athletes and worry about being watched and are fearful of making mistakes? I think that fear is for anybody coming into something new. And uh, I think the big thing to remember is that everybody is so um, mindful of themselves and what they're doing on their mats. They're not really paying attention to anybody else. And I know it's easy for us to say that, but it's true. I mean, nobody's looking around and judging what anybody else is doing. And if it's something that you really find is going to be a roadblock into pursuing it, uh, we definitely would recommend seeking out maybe some private classes first, mm -hmm. and then maybe attending some group classes when you're feeling more comfortable. Right. So what if an older person said to you, you know, I've heard some people talking about chakras and pranayama and asanas and drishti and it's like a foreign language. Do I have to know that stuff? It is a foreign language. It absolutely <laughs> is. And uh, while we know what those terms are and you start to learn them as you start to hear the repetitiveness of it, but we also explain after every Sanskrit word what that word is. So not only are you going to learn, but then you're also going to learn what that word is meaning and the nice thing about that is it's universal mm. which means that if you are into traveling as um, a midlifer and you're retired and enjoying this the scenes you can go to any yoga studio in the world and learn and know because those words are, are familiar to you and that's a good point Candace because I've been in many many European countries and I think I've done yoga in Vienna and Sarajevo and Croatia um, Germany you're totally correct yeah. If you can do yoga here, you can do yoga anywhere. It's just it's a universal same. language. Right. You just, you recognize the words. Yeah. So Candace, if an older person wants to try out yoga for the very first time, what would you recommend? I would recommend contacting the studio and um, just asking them what classes is going to suit their needs um, first, because it's really going to depend what you're looking for. If you're looking for more of a physical practice versus more of a flexibility, that's going to depend on which classes are going to be recommended. Um, and then most studios have things like introductory offers or free classes for the first time or things along those lines. And I liked your uh, suggestion that if someone is uh, really, really concerned, they could hire a, an instructor Absolutely. for an hour just to really get the... Yeah, get the get the feel of it. Right. Yeah, and just take away that intimidating factor. Yeah. That's all been really um, wonderful, helpful insight and advice. Um, I know for me, a regular yoga practice has made me stronger and more flexible, and it's given me better physical balance, and balance is a huge worry in aging. Um, but it's also given me a place to go regularly and a routine and positive people. And I happen to love the mix of young and old. Um, it's a known fact that um, we need to have some younger friends to keep us young. 
And no matter how long you've practiced yoga, there's always something new to learn, right? Absolutely. I've really recognized that it doesn't matter what age you are or what you look like or what you wear or what shape you're in. A yoga studio is really the most non-judgmental atmosphere. And you can take what you want from it, really. Deeper meaning or physical well-being or camaraderie. Uh, yoga truly has something for everyone, regardless of age. I hope you found this episode informative, and maybe it will encourage you to check out your local studio to add yoga to your healthy aging routine. Thanks, Candice, for sharing my podcast, and thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Please check back for my next episode when I'm going to talk about another activity dear to my heart, and one that's also good for aging, traveling the world. Welcome to my podcast and thanks for listening. Today we're going to discuss an activity that has been helpful to me as I age, but one that might have some misconceptions attached. So this episode is entitled Yoga in Midlife. Trust me, it's not about the headstands. And today I'm excited to be podcasting from my favorite yoga studio and welcoming a charismatic expert guest into our discussion a bit later. In midlife, and as the years remaining are far fewer than the ones past, I'm trying to do everything I can to fend off the eventual physical and mental decline that might be expected with aging. Eating well, exercising, stimulating my mind, thinking positively. And I would like to say that is why I began to do yoga, but in reality, concern for my health had nothing to do with it. My first venture into a yoga class occurred in my mid-50s, in January, in the middle of a prairie cold spell. And if you're from the prairies, you know what I mean. Exposed skin can freeze in 10 seconds flat. And I spotted an ad in the newspaper for a hot yoga class that very night. So I attended, simply to warm up. Now, it might have been the heat, or the lovely instructor Nicole with the kind and mellifluous voice and German accent, but I was hooked, and I remain hooked nine years later. It makes sense though that there are some misconceptions surrounding yoga. My understanding is that it is truly an ancient practice dating back over 5,000 years, with the original aim to unite and build well-being in humanity. It was originally passed on by word of mouth, over the centuries, yoga philosophies and practices were developed by spiritual leaders of the day. It was introduced to the Western cultures in the mid-19th century. And some of the core beliefs and practices remain embedded, but yoga has undergone significant transformations to the point that you can find a yoga studio in pretty much any town or city in the 21st century. So now let's welcome my special expert guest to the discussion. Uh, Candice is a trainer of many different types of yoga and owns and manages her own thriving yoga studio from where we are podcasting today. She's going to enlighten us a bit about yoga, dispel some of those misconceptions, and help us to see how a regular practice could be beneficial to us as we age. So welcome, Candice. Thanks so much for having me. Um, this is very exciting to just be a part of this and help, uh, like you had said, debunk some of these myths surrounding yoga. So yeah. yeah. So first of all, how would you briefly describe yoga 
to someone who knows nothing about it? It depends to me what you're looking for in a yoga practice. So um, yoga has many different ways of looking at things like you can look at the physical side which is the asana um, which is where you're just getting the physical benefits out of it but there's much more deep-rooted things with that um, as well where you can get into more like the breath and meditation side or even going into some of the philosophy and history of yoga okay so let's talk a bit about your experience teaching yoga to midlife people And what do you think would be some of the main benefits that aging people could expect from a regular yoga practice? So this um, is a great question. And actually my husband um, and myself have this discussion regularly with each other uh, in the sense of just looking at our own parents um, and as they're aging and looking at their generation and um, they would definitely fall into this category as we're talking today about midlife. And I think the biggest one is you just wanna stay active as you age because when you hit that retirement stage, I think it's pretty easy to just fall into some I don't want to call them bad habits but maybe you know sleeping more than what you normally do watching more tv than what you normally would because you've had that work life before whatever you know kids in the home or whatever was keeping you busy and so I think this is really an important time for midlifers to focus uh, their attention back into themselves and into their own bodies because that's only going to help them as they start to age with uh, mobility and, um, you know, just being able to stay active with grandkids or just with their spouse or friends. Exactly. What percent of people attending your studio could be considered midlifers, maybe age 50 and up. And with no names mentioned, what's the eldest? And um, what are the percentages of males and females in midlife, do you think? It's kind of a three-part question. Yeah, and so this is, um, again, I think that's that debunking thing because I think often when people think yoga, they think of, you know, young people in their 20s that are women, that are slim, that are just going in wearing yoga pants and super bendy and um, when in fact, if you go into most yoga studios, that's completely not what you will find. I mean, there's all ages, sizes, and everything that go along. And when you look at like the ages of our clients, often um, we have many that are over the age of 50. And so percentage-wise, I would say that we have 40 or 50 percent of our clients are over the age of 50. Um, oldest client that I can think of off the top of my head would be closer to 80, late oh, 70s. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And men and women, pretty, again, um, it's a high percentage than what most people would think. I would say that it's probably about a 70% women, 30% men, um, which is slowly growing um, mm-hmm. into being more men attending. Right. So, Candice, you're a couple of decades um, younger than some of us. So, um, what, have, what has surprised you or what have you learned from watching, uh, say, people my age practicing regularly at your studio? What have you learned about them? <laughs> you know, uh, this is actually funny that uh, I would say that it's, I don't want to say surprising, but I guess it is in a lot of ways surprising at uh, what people of um, that age or like that age group can actually do. Uh, And I often get asked this after a class where somebody brand new to the studio will say, um, you know, who is that person that was in the corner that was and how old are they? 
because they're always surprised like their first class like this person who's in their 20s their first class they're you know feeling a little bit lost and behind and you know they might come in thinking they're quite um athletic and then that's it's it's quite humbling so I think that's probably the big one for me as well is just being humbled by um what abilities are brought up right so now, now let's look at some concerns or fears or misconceptions that people might have about attending a yoga studio for the first time. So first of all, some people do perceive yoga to be kind of mystic or otherworldly, or they have illusions of people floating around the room, or they think of chanting or complete seriousness and silence. What would you say to them? I would say one, it depends on the studio that you attend because there's definitely studios that stick to the more traditional yoga, um, like Eastern traditional methods. Here in Western Canada, um, I would say that it's more westernized. So it, we are looking at yoga more from the physical side of things. Um, so we're not really doing all of the chanting and um, the things that, you know, traditionally are brought up in the yoga uh, practice. So it, we're looking more so just for the physical and I mean, mental benefits as far as just uh, finding that clarity and meditation, clearing your mind. What would you say to people who say they have no religion or some say they're very religious and they don't believe in some of the traditional practices? Again, yes, uh, this is, I mean, a little bit dependent on where you're taking your yoga class. But here again in Western Canada, it is not, it's not a thing to be, um, you know, worried about getting swayed into some cult like <laughs> <laughs> uh, cult like religion like that's not we don't speak to any of that and I mean the only thing we speak to is to yourself and your own body so so I've heard some older people say that they could never do yoga because they're overweight they're out of shape they can't touch their toes they have some aches and pains they definitely can't stand on their hands or their head and have never done it before what would you tell them uh, the exact same thing I tell anybody that comes to us saying that they're overweight or not flexible. I mean, you're going to be starting to do this practice or the physical side of the practice to start gaining that flexibility. This is why you're here. And not only that, but there's so many classes geared to so many different things. Mm. Like if you're wanting to just gain more flexibility, then there's classes that are geared towards that. And I mean, we always start you off by looking at what your goals are and where you're wanting to see yourself going and, and we just kind of cater to that and find the best fit for you there's modifications there's uh, it, yoga is for everybody everybody right yeah, yeah. everybody <laughs> i know um some older people are really quite concerned about um yoga and uh having to be seen in strappy little yoga top and tights what would you say to them uh, I mean, there's certainly that uh, younger generation that likes to come in and wear their tight yoga pants and strappy sports bras, but generally speaking, no, not really, not really a thing. It's mostly just comfortable yoga clothes. I mean, it doesn't have to even be yoga pants, just something that you're comfortable moving in. And I know some, um, I've seen some women show up in shorts and uh, tank tops yeah. here, haven't they? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What would you tell older people who are fearful of attending a group class with younger people or athletes and worry about being watched and are fearful of making mistakes? I think that fear is for anybody coming into something new and uh, 
I think the big thing to remember is that everybody is so um, mindful of themselves and what they're mm. doing on their mats. They're not really paying attention to anybody else. And I know it's easy for us to say that, but it's true. I mean, nobody's looking around and judging what anybody else is doing. And if it's something that you really find is going to be a roadblock into pursuing it, uh, we definitely would recommend seeking out maybe some private classes first mm -hmm. and then maybe attending some group classes when you're feeling more comfortable. Right. So what if an older person said to you, you know, I've heard some people talking about chakras and pranayama and asanas and drishti and it's like a foreign language. Do I have to know that stuff? It is a foreign language. It absolutely <laughs> is. And uh, while we know what those terms are and you start to learn them as you start to hear the repetitiveness of it, but we also explain after every Sanskrit word what that word is. So not only are you going to learn, but then you're also going to learn what that word is meaning and the nice thing about that is it's universal mm. which means that if you are into traveling as um, a midlifer and you're retired and enjoying this the scenes you can go to any yoga studio in the world and learn and know because those words are, are familiar to you and that's a good point Candace because I've been in many many European countries and I think I've done yoga in Vienna and Sarajevo and Croatia um, Germany you're totally correct yeah. If you can do yoga here, you can do yoga anywhere. It's, it's just, just a universal same. language. Right. You just, you recognize the words. Yeah. So Candice, if an older person wants to try out yoga for the very first time, what would you recommend? I would recommend contacting the studio and um, just asking them what classes is going to suit their needs um, first because it's really going to depend what you're looking for. If you're looking for more of a physical practice versus more of a flexibility, that's going to depend on which classes are going to be recommended. Um, and then most studios have things like introductory offers or free classes for the first time or things along those lines. And I liked your uh, suggestion that if someone is uh, really, really concerned, they could hire a, an instructor Absolutely. for an hour just to really get the... Yeah, get the get the feel of it. Right. Yeah, and just take away that intimidating factor. Yeah. That's all been really um, wonderful, helpful insight and advice. Um, I know for me, a regular yoga practice has made me stronger and more flexible, and it's given me better physical balance, and balance is a huge worry in aging. Um, but it's also given me a place to go regularly and a routine and positive people. And I happen to love the mix of young and old. Um, it's a known fact that um, we need to have some younger friends to keep us young. And no matter how long you've practiced yoga, there's always something new to learn, right? Absolutely. I've really recognized that it doesn't matter what age you are or what you look like or what you wear or what shape you're in. A yoga studio is really the most non-judgmental atmosphere. And you can take what you want from it, really. Deeper meaning or physical well-being or camaraderie. Uh, yoga truly has something for everyone, regardless of age. I hope you found this episode informative. And maybe it will encourage you to check out your local studio to add yoga to your healthy aging routine. Thanks, Candice, for sharing my podcast. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Please check back for my next episode when I'm going to talk about another activity dear to my heart and one that's also good for aging, traveling the world.